Thank you so much to Nick. It's just so uh, helpful for us to hear these stories of God's goodness, God's faithfulness, how even in the most difficult situations in our lives, God, we can see, is working things for good. And these stories are a really big, important part of this series we're in called uh, Mind, Heart, Body, where we're looking at biblical perspectives on mental and emotional health. And last week, if you heard the talk last week, I tried to present a kind of a framework in which we can think about these topics, touching on the reality that this is relevant to all of us because all of us have mental and emotional health and that we as Christians are wonderfully, even uniquely equipped because of the gospel to handle this topic well. And today, I'm going to focus in specifically on emotions. What are emotions and how should we handle them? And over the next couple of weeks, we'll look at some specific emotions and how we handle those. And we've picked some emotions we think might be particularly relevant at this particular moment and this very funny time that we are living through. And so our hope is this is going to equip us ourselves to handle our own emotions well, but also equip us to support each other as we do that too. I just want to recommend a book at this point, which I found hugely helpful on this topic of emotions. It's called Untangling Emotions by Alistair Groves and Winston Smith. That's Untangling Emotions. It's Crossway, came out last year. Um, it's a really helpful, kind of level-headed Christian uh, approach to what are our emotions and how do, we, how do we handle them well. And that and a few other resources will go on the blog, on the website this afternoon as well. So if we ask that question, what are our emotions and how do we handle them? I think it's a really interesting question. And lots of people, I think, inherently have kind of negative thoughts about emotions. They, uh, we think the idea would be if we could not feel emotions too much, or we could at least have a really strong control of them. We might think of a character like Spock from Star Trek, who is governed by reason and logic rather than emotion. And we think the aim in our emotional life should be to just kind of be feeling as little emotion as we can. Or if actually, if your cultural references are more on my kind of level, you might think of Olaf from Frozen, who is this kind of unstoppably happy snowman who has this adorable, unshakable optimism, whatever happens. You might think the goal should be to be like Olaf, to have this constant kind of sense of happiness and always experiencing positive, nice, pleasant emotions. Well, sometimes as Christians, we just kind of have very, um, we can feel very suspicious of emotions. We can think emotions are these uh, annoying, uh, distracting things that draw us away from the idyllic bliss that should be the Christian life. We might even actually think emotions just outright bad, they come from the devil. But all of those ideas, the spot kind of thing, the Olaf thing, the thing Christians often think, are total misunderstandings. The truth is emotions are good, and emotions are given to us by God. They're actually a good gift given to us, and they're designed to help us. And the reason we can know and be certain emotions are not bad and they're good, normal parts of human life is because of Jesus. Jesus was an emotional being, and Jesus is the most perfect example we have of what it means to be human. And you read through the Gospels, and you see Jesus experiencing the full range of human emotion. Joy and grief and fear and compassion and anger. Jesus shows us it's not wrong to feel. And I wonder if for some of us, that's just the first really important point to hear and to reflect upon. It's not wrong for us to feel. Jesus shows us that, but also Jesus shows us how we can best handle our emotions, how we best uh, respond to the reality that we experience them. And what I want to try and do is to lay out a bit of a structure of how we healthily handle emotions, which I believe is the structure Jesus gives us and then I'm going to show you an episode in the life of Jesus where we see him doing exactly this. 
So first off, we need to understand. To respond well, you've got to understand what are emotions, what are they meant to do? But our emotions are meant to be like an internal alarm system. When we're having an emotional reaction, it's like an alarm going off in us, and we're meant to hear that and respond to that. The alarm tells us something so we can do something about it. It's like a fire alarm or a smoke alarm going off. The alarm sounds, you hear it, it's telling you there's smoke or there's heat, and you need to find out what's going on, and you need to do something in response. Our emotions are alarms trying to tell us something. And our emotions are linked to our loves. What deep, deep down we most care about, we feel, feel is most important. And so emotions actually often also reveal what's really going on deep in our hearts. They teach us about ourselves. And so our goal with emotions should be to treat them like an alarm, not to feel them as little as possible, not to kind of you know, ignore the alarm, we're just going to turn the volume on the alarm down, but actually to hear them and to respond to them. And I think that's exactly what you see the Bible encouraging us to do. There are loads of examples, but one quick one would be Paul in Ephesians 4.26, who says, be angry and do not sin. He doesn't say don't be angry. He doesn't say don't feel. He says feel because you're a human and sometimes you're going to feel and experience anger, but then the way you respond to that and you handle that, he says, don't sin. Our emotions aren't wrong. They're not sinful. But actually, we've got to make wise choices how we respond to them, how we handle them. And it's worth stopping at this point just to point out this is how emotions are meant to work. This is kind of emotions working rightly and well how God designed. The reality is for all of us, emotions can go wrong and can start to work not quite rightly in different ways. And it's helpful to be aware of that, and that's the times that sometimes we might want to seek some professional help. I've not got time to talk about it too much today, but on Tuesday we'll post a blog on the website where I outline a few of these ways emotions can go wrong, which is just useful to know to kind of look out for, and there are times when it might be good to reach out for some support. So we understand emotions as alarms, we don't want to think, what do we do about it? We don't just want to know that, we want to then engage with our emotions as well. And I think there are three quick steps that come to engaging with emotions as well. The first one is we want to accept our emotions. We don't want to constantly ignore them or suppress them or push them away. Now sometimes suppressing our emotions on a temporary basis is a necessary coping strategy. But as a long-term thing, it doesn't work. Ultimately, we need to feel our emotions even when that's kind of uncomfortable and unpleasant. I know for me, some of the stuff I've worked through the last few years, there were very unpleasant emotional experiences I'd been kind of pushing away or running away from for years, and there had to come a point where I had to choose to sit in the uncomfortable emotion to actually understand what is going on so I could respond to it well. So we don't want to suppress our emotions all the time. Actually, we want to be honest about them, and we want to express our emotions. I want to express them in kind of controlled and appropriate ways. What this doesn't mean is you've got the right when you're angry to kind of punch holes through walls or to shout in someone's face, but it means you've got the right to be honest about what you're feeling, honest with yourself, honest with other people, just to tell people what you're experiencing, and most importantly, actually, to tell God. You can always tell God because God can cope with whatever it is that we are feeling. And this is so important because there is actually power just in expressing our emotions. I think you see that in the book of Psalms in the Bible, those poems, those songs in the Old Testament. You know, the most common type of psalm in that book is what we call an individual lament. It's one person pouring out their heart to God, saying to God, let me tell you how sad and how hurt or how angry or how in pain I am. And one of the reasons they do that is because just expressing our emotion, especially to God, really helps us. 
We've probably all had those experiences where you're really upset about something and you just have a really good cry. The situation hasn't changed in the slightest, but you just somehow feel a bit better from having let it out. Expressing emotion is really important. But we don't want to stop at accepting and feeling what we're feeling. We then want to explore that. We want to kind of engage, well, what's this alarm that's going off telling me? Why am I actually feeling this? What's this trying to alert me about? So if we're anxious about something, it's asking, what am I afraid is going to happen? If we're feeling angry, it's what that I really love is being hurt or is being threatened by something. Or if we're happy, it's what that I love is being blessed or what am I getting to enjoy? And I think it's good to get into the habit of asking ourselves for our emotions, what's this telling me about the world around me, the situation I'm in, and what's it telling me about me and my own heart? I've said our emotions are linked to our loves, what deep down we most love, we most care about. And of course, the reality for all of us, if we are Christians, is that we are on this lifelong journey of having our hearts reorientated and reshaped so that we love God and we love our neighbour as he has called us to do. And often it's our emotions that help us work out what is going on in our hearts and where do we need to rework our hearts and ask the Holy Spirit to be working in us. So, for example, I might get really angry about something. I might get really angry. It might be anger because I've seen some injustice, someone being mistreated, treated badly. I'm getting angry because deep down in my heart, I love justice. And that is a good thing. That's revealing a good love in my heart. And it might be that because of the thing in the world, there's something I need to do about what's going on with this injustice. But in a different circumstance, I might get really angry because someone says something or does something that makes me look a little bit silly. It has no big lasting impact, no real damage. If I find myself getting really angry at that point, it might be that I, deep down, really love what people think of me. I really care that people think well of me, that I always look kind of very together and never look silly. It might be revealing that I care more about what people think about me than I do what God actually says about me. And maybe the person shouldn't have done that, but actually this emotion might be teaching me about my own heart and an area I can partner with God to have my heart reshaped so I care most about what he thinks about me, not what other people think about me. Sometimes our emotions are telling us about things in the world around us. Sometimes they're telling us about our own hearts, and often actually it'll be a bit of both, and there's stuff for us to learn. We want to kind of explore our emotions to understand them, and then we're prepared to do the final step, which is to act, to respond. We can now take a good response, make a good decision about what to do. And that might be like a really deliberate action. If, my, if I'm feeling quite anxious because my car is making funny noises and just not feeling quite right, I'm worried that I might break down and get stuck somewhere or might have an accident or hurt myself or hurt someone else. I should take action and take my car to the mechanic, get it looked at, get anything that's wrong fixed. Sometimes there's really deliberate things, actions we can take in light of what our emotions are telling us. Sometimes it's a little bit less deliberate, less concrete, I guess. Sometimes it's about journeying through the emotion we're experiencing. That's often the case in grief. If I'm grieving because someone I love has died, I'm rightly experiencing pain and grief and sorrow over that. That's a right thing to feel when something good is lost, is taken away. And that's something we respond to by journeying through it, by feeling it, by expressing it to others, expressing it to God, and going on a journey of adapting to a new life now, or a different way of living life without that person involved in my life. We need to uh, engage with our emotions by accepting them and feeling them, then exploring what's this telling me, and then we can do the right thing of acting. 
And the final thing I think is helpful to know this kind of framework of uh, emotions, of understanding them and engaging them, is about supporting. Supporting others and receiving support ourselves when it comes to our emotions. And I spoke quite a bit about this last week, so I won't say too much now. But it's just worth pointing out, again, we are relational beings. We're meant to do life in relationship. And even actually our emotions are relational things. Emotions help you to and cause you to relate with other people. We're not meant to deal with them alone. And one of the ways the Bible talks about us supporting each other with our emotions is about kind of stepping into our experiences and sharing them together. The Bible talks about us being the body of Christ. That just like a human body has lots of different parts, all interlinked, all doing different things, all working together, we as the family of God, the church, are a body. All different, all interlinked, all kind of working together. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12, 26, that because we're this interlinked body, when one member of the body suffers, actually all of us suffer. If you hurt your foot, your whole body knows about it. And your whole body will be involved in seeking to look after your foot and care for it. Your brain's going to engage, your hands, your body's going to engage in how do we look after this part of us that is suffering, that has been injured, in the same way we are a body and we're meant to support in that way. That's why Paul says in Romans 12, 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. The first step in supporting each other in our emotions is often stepping into those emotions, feeling them together, trying to understand something of what someone is experiencing. And actually, even this journey of understanding and engaging, we can help each other on that journey as well. So to handle emotions well means to understand them, to engage with them, and also to get involved in supporting. And the reason we know that is how emotions should be handled is because that is what Jesus does. Jesus shows us not only that it's all right to feel, but also how to feel well, how to engage with emotions. And I think the clearest example of this is the moment of greatest uh, kind of stress and anxiety in the life of Jesus on the night before he's going to be crucified. He goes, this is Matthew 26, he goes with the disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane with the 11 disciples as they are by that point. And he shows us there that he understands emotions. He knows that what he's feeling is an alarm that he's to engage with and to respond to. We see Jesus accepting what he feels. He doesn't ignore it. He doesn't suppress it. Actually, he feels it and he expresses it. He says to his friends, my soul is very sorrowful even to death. He's telling them there is such distress and pain and anguish in my heart. I feel like it's going to kill me or I feel like I could die from it. Interestingly, he's using the language of Psalms 42 and 43. He's using the Psalms to help himself express what he's experiencing. But he doesn't stop at feeling and expressing. He also explores it. He explores, why am I feeling this? What is going on? And we see that he's done that when he prays. Because when he prays, he talks about why he's feeling this. He says, let this cup pass from me. And cup is an Old Testament image for uh, experiencing suffering or particularly experiencing the wrath of God, God's just and fair punishment against sin. Jesus knew the next day he'd hang on the cross, our sins would be placed upon him, and he would receive the wrath of God, the punishment of God for our sins. He'd be separated from the Father. He explored his emotions. He understood why he was feeling such sorrow because he knew it was coming. But then that meant he could act. He could respond, and he does that in prayer by pouring out his heart to the Father. My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. 
Jesus has understood and accepted his emotions. He's engaged with and explored to what's going on so then he can act and respond in a healthy and helpful way. But also notice, in the story of the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus also responds by seeking support. Even Jesus doesn't try to deal with difficult emotions alone. He's gone to the garden with the eleven, and actually he takes with him his closest three three friends, Peter and James and John, and he says to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Just notice, by the way, Jesus has no shame in burdening his friends with problems. We're to carry each other's burdens. That includes burdening people sometimes. My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. As Jesus experiences such deep anguish, he wants his friends to know what he's experiencing. And he just wants them there. Be here, watch with me. He wants them just to remain, to stay with him. Jesus knew that actually when he was experiencing deep emotion, he needed support. He needed other people around us. He knew that because that was his humanity coming through. All of us need that. So Jesus shows us it's not wrong to feel our emotions. But he also shows us there's a good way of handling our emotions when we experience them. And our uh, our goal should be to handle our emotions like Jesus. Not to be uh, uh, like like Spock, unfeeling, never feeling anything. Not to be like Olaf, just always experiencing the wonderful, happy, pleasant stuff. Actually being like Jesus, feeling and responding to these gifts that God has given us. And I'm aware that for some of us, this might be a very new way of thinking about emotions. It's something I think might take a bit of time to kind of learn to engage with and get used to. Hopefully the next few weeks when we use this structure of understanding, engaging and supporting with a few specific difficult emotions will help us to do that. It's that we can help each other with. But hopefully this structure equips us to handle emotions like Jesus and actually to benefit from the good gift of emotions that God has given us. And just so I come into a close, what I'd love to do is just pray that the Holy Spirit would help us to do that. To be people who recognise this gift, who take hold of this gift and use it well. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the gift of our emotions given to us to help us as part of your wonderful design of us as humans. And we also thank you for the example of Jesus. Thank you that Jesus is the perfect example of humanity, shows us it's okay to feel, and shows us there's good ways of handling our emotions. And I pray, God, please help us, each one of us and us as a community, help us to work to get to a place where we can handle our emotions well. We can receive them as good gifts. We can respond to them well. Help us to understand them, to engage them, to support each other with them. And I pray, Lord, for any of us who are experiencing one of the the different ways our emotions can kind of go wrong and don't kind of act in this way, I pray, please, just draw nearer to your comfort and your peace. And please help us when we need to, to reach out for support and help as we seek to, uh, to grow in emotional and mental health with your help and the help of those around us. Holy Spirit, just come and minister to us. Equip us, we pray. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.